days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Time to talk about these 49ers running backs and the running back depth chart, which is pretty top heavy, but has a lot of talent throughout the entire roster. And I'm really excited to talk about some of these players and how they could impact the San Francisco 49ers, but also just get an idea of how these players sit heading into training camp. Of course, depth charts change as the players go through their reps learn this offense, go ahead and handle protections and all that sort of thing. But where you start is not always uh, the prerequisite to where you're going to finish. So the 49ers definitely have a lot of talent, and we've seen players jump over others. Last year, Jordan Mason came into training camp as one of the last guys on the depth chart, and before you knew it, he had jumped up and made the San Francisco 49ers 53-man roster. So it's not about where you start. It's about where you finish. And the 49ers have a lot of talent. Part of the reason why is because last year, they orchestrated one of the best trades potentially in franchise history by going out and trading for Christian McCaffrey. And that's where we start on the depth chart. Christian McCaffrey, the number one running back for the 49ers, not very surprising to anyone. He's one of the top running backs, if not the top running back in the NFL now. You pair Christian McCaffrey with Kyle Shanahan, and you have the perfect weapon for what he likes to do. And now he's got a piece that he can use in a variety of ways, whether that's running the football. He can run the outside zone. He can run the inside zone. He can run the gap scheme. He can go motion out and get in the slot and go one-on-one and win there. He has a nice feel for zone. He can go vertical down the field. He can convert on third and short. There's so much you can do with Christian McCaffrey that it really gives the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan a piece on the chessboard that's like a queen. It can do it all. And I think Kyle Shanahan used Christian McCaffrey in so many different ways, and it elevated the 49ers running back room and overall uh, running back position to another level, especially with the 49ers having some injuries at the position throughout the season. They were able to get a piece in that revolutionized how Kyle Shanahan used a running back. And I think we finally saw the full potential of a running back in Kyle Shanahan's system. We've seen the successes of other backs in the system where he mostered on the outside zone. Uh, We've even seen him catch some passes, but it wasn't to the level of McCaffrey. He wasn't that threat. And I think Kyle Shanahan has been looking for that guy, and this is the perfect piece. So Christian McCaffrey, number one on the 49ers depth chart, no surprise to anyone. Number two, Elijah Mitchell. And this one might surprise a couple of people. People are starting to want to move Jordan Mason into that number two spot. I don't think it's time for that yet, even though the injury concerns with Elijah Mitchell are definitely something to keep notice of. Elijah Mitchell still the second most talented running back on the San Francisco 49ers team. The mixture of speed, physicality, and vision is really at another level. The dude is fantastic. He could start for many teams in the NFL. It all is predicated on health. The thing with Elijah Mitchell is he runs with reckless abandon, but he also runs through little holes and has a lot of really good vision and technique for how he gets vertical in Kyle Shanahan's running game. 
One thing he figured out very early on in his career was as soon as you were able to get vertical, get your foot in the ground and get upfield. You throw in the fact that he also runs with physicality but has enough speed to get past that second level, and you get some explosive plays from Elijah Mitchell. When we saw him in the lineup with Christian McCaffrey, we really saw a nice combination and a duo that could give opposing defenses fits. Elijah Mitchell is no slouch catching the football either. It was just last year Kyle Shannon started getting Mitchell the ball out of the out of the flat, and he was making big time plays. And we've seen that in the playoff run in 2021 as well. Mitchell is the closest to Christian McCaffrey as far as versatility. The one that can catch the ball in the backfield consistently. He can run really good screen passes. He's very good running on the interior. He's another guy. Outside zone, inside zone, gap scheme. No problem for Elijah Mitchell. He can handle it all. And his speed gives him an added element over some of the guys we're going to talk about coming up after him. So the 49ers one-two punch of McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell could be the best one-two punch in the entire NFL as long as both stay healthy. And when it comes to the running back position, that's always a concern. But the 49ers have two good ones and nice insulation in case something happens to one of them because they have some more guys behind them as well. And it was just a couple years ago, the 49ers were desperate. They were bringing guys off the scrap heap, putting people on the practice squad, elevating them so they had running backs. They just didn't have the players to be able to execute Kyle Shanahan's system during the season because of injury. And now here we are, and we're looking at a plethora of players and really just a ton of great talent. Uh, it, it's, it's a fun thing to watch how they turned a weakness into an absolute strength for their football team. And they've had to see a lot of players go. Raheem Moser, Jeff Wilson Jr., Matt Breida, uh, Trey Sermon, they've rotated through these guys, but now they have a very good running back room. Number three, Jordan Mason, and Mason came on the scene in a big way, and I thought I'd seen a lot of improvement from the first time I saw him at training camp until we saw him at the end of the season. The vision was definitely there. He has good vision. He has good feel. He can navigate through the interior part of an offensive line and defensive line. He's good at that. He runs with physicality. And the physicality part was never really the concern for me. You could see him be able to run people over. It was, hey, how's he going to do when he finds the hole? Is he going to be able to get vertical and accelerate through? And he he did that. He, he did it with shining colors. To me, uh, Jordan Mason is definitely somebody that's going to make an impact on the 49ers in 2023. He has the potential to fill in if something happens to one of the top two guys. He can step up. He can make plays. His game is different than the other two. He can run the outside zone. He has to make sure that he's in the right lines. He's got to get to the outside uh, very quickly. And he's also got to push for to get vertical as soon as he can. I think he has good feel, and I think he's going to be able to handle it pretty well. But when these defensive players really fly out there to stop 49ers outside zone, uh, there's going to be a wash. And when that wash comes across, he can find that open lane and get up the field. But we saw explosives from Jordan Mason. And I think an element we haven't seen a lot from Jordan Mason, but he's completely capable of handling is catching the football of the backfield. Now, you're not going to line up Jordan Mason consistently in the slot like you might with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and even Elijah Mitchell's a little bit farther along as far as route running and that sort of thing. Uh, but if you want to get Mason the ball in a screen pass or you want to throw him a Texas route or, you know, it's one of those things, he's going to be able to handle it. Uh, what will his yak yards look like? I don't know, but he's going to probably run someone over and get some extra yards. So 
I like Jordan Mason a lot. I think the 49ers have a one, two, three. Uh, that's very, very good. And I think this is very good for the 49ers longevity during the season as far as run game because they have three capable running backs that can handle what Kyle Shanahan wants. Of course, if you lose McCaffrey, you take a little bit of a step back from what Elijah Mitchell can do. If you lose Mitchell, you take a little bit of a step back from what Jordan Mason can do. So there is definitely a level to this thing, but all three of them are very capable running backs who can handle what Kyle Shanahan wants them to do. Maybe a little pieces of the, the playbook go away, depending on which player you're on. But I think the 49ers are very excited about these top three guys and what they can provide this San Francisco 49ers offense in 2023. Number four is last year's third round pick, Ty Davis Price. And Price, I just put out a video maybe like three weeks ago. Ty Davis Price is not a bust. And I really believe that. I think just because we haven't seen Ty Davis Price be on the field and do the things that we expect him to do uh, doesn't mean he's a bust for a couple of reasons. Number one, when he came on the roster, there was no Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so the depth chart has definitely changed. McCaffrey, Jordan Mason added to a room that was already, you know, talented, but extremely talented when you add them. So, yes, you have a third-round pick. You'd like to see him produce, and I think he's going to eventually produce for the 49ers because it's inevitable that you're going to have some sort of an injury, unfortunately. The 49ers normally carry three running backs on their active game day roster. So Ty Davis Price right now sitting at four, how much will he be active for games? I think some of that depends on how well he plays on special teams. But I do like his ability running the football. He can definitely run everything that Kyle needs him to run. There's no real gaps in his game where he can't run outside zone, inside zone, or gap scheme. I think when it comes to Ty Davis Price, it's going to be how is his feel, how is his vision, because his vision was hit and miss in 2022. It's not that he's not a good player and he doesn't have vision, because he does. It just wasn't seen on full display. A lot of that could be him learning this system. Learning the system can take running backs a little while as they're learning exactly how Kyle Shanahan and this run game with Chris Furser operate. Christian McCaffrey even talked about there being an adjustment for him last year coming from Carolina and just fitting into this run scheme and how they operate. Things are very technical. Offensive linemen get to a certain point. Offensive linemen take a certain lane. You have to read blocks. You get vertical here. There's so much that works into it that you just have to continue to get reps to get better. And I think Ty Davis price is going to get better. I think we're going to hear a lot of really good things about price coming out of training camp. And I think the 49ers are going to have four very competent running backs. And that's good news. Uh, you can you know, potentially have an injury or, or two and be able to be sustainable. It doesn't mean you're going to play at a level, you know, of, you know, if you lost Christian McCaffrey, you're not making up for Christian McCaffrey, but you can have a suitable backup that can at least keep you underneath that a little bit and allow you to proceed with a good offense that is predicated on a run game and then a pass game off of that. So 49ers had to invest in the running back position. They have done so, and they have also hit on some late round and undrafted free agents that have definitely helped this roster. And I think the 49ers having those top four guys is important. Realistically, the 49ers are going to keep four halfbacks on this football team. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. 
So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. Those top four guys are definitely in the best position to be on the 49ers in 2023. Now they have two undrafted free agents that they brought in, uh, Kalen Laburn and uh, Ronald Awat. And both of these guys, I've done videos on them, breakdowns on them. Go check those out. They have some unique skills. They're different from each other. With Awat, you got a guy who runs with great balance, who's a little bit more physical at the point of attack uh, and doesn't have as much speed as Laburn. Laburn, though, breaks a ton of tackles, but I feel has a little bit more wiggle. I think Laburn is Laburn is more of a boomer bust type prospect. He has the potential to catch the ball in the backfield, run the outside zone, do all you need to do in Kyle's offense and be an impact player, especially with the break tackle rate at which it was at Marshall. The questions with him are vision. How much vision has he procured during his time from Marshall till now? I seen a little bit in film where we had some things that he needed to work on and how quickly will he transition to this 49ers offense like I talked about with Ty Davis Price adjusting to the 49ers way of run of the run game I wonder how quick uh Laburn is going to adjust if he adjusts at a high clip he could come in there and he could push for a potential roster spot or at least a practice squad spot for the 40 yards and be hey one position away from being able to get on the field with Awat, it's the visions there. It's about consistency. How can you consistently get vertical and then accelerate through those holes? I think he's more akin to what you were thinking with Jordan Mason last year, but he doesn't bring the, the punch as far as physicality or the natural uh, acceleration that Mason has. Mason has more acceleration than you're expecting from a 220-pound guy. So I think the 49ers are are displaying a type of running back that they're going for. Uh, think of Laburn more in the Elijah Mitchell category. I think of Ronald A. Watt more in the Jordan Mason category. And they bring in two guys that can not only compete, uh, but potentially make this roster if they have some sort of injury. But the 49ers definitely have a, two types of running backs that they're looking to get, and they're going to see what they can get out of these young guys. I don't put these guys as like five and six on the depth chart. I think they come in pretty equal. I think if you're looking at them at first, I would split their reps, uh, you know, and just see who's got it and who has that feel as you're going through practices. So I would go one Christian McCaffrey, two Elijah Mitchell, three Jordan Mason, four Ty Davis Price, and then five A and five B, Ronald Awan, Kalen LeBourne. And I think you let their play illustrate who's higher on the depth chart. And this is going to be a battle that's going to happen because not only are they in battle with Ty Davis Price to make this roster, which I did a training camp battles video, go check that out, but also with each other. Uh, one of them could potentially be on the practice squad and the other could be looking for 
a roster spot somewhere else. So they're going to have a lot of opportunities to make an impact, especially you know with the starters not playing much in the preseason. Now I'm guessing Elijah Mitchell not playing very much in the preseason as well to be able to display their talents, and they have to take full advantage of it. So I think we have a little contrast in style that's going to be fun to watch. But uh, when it comes to this running back room, the 49ers have built it at a very high level, and it's an exciting room. Now, one spot we can't forget is the 49ers also have a couple of fullbacks in camp. Of course, Kyle Juszczyk is going to be number one. He's an all-pro. He's an, he's a pro bowler. He's fantastic. He can do everything you need within this 49ers offense. But then they brought in the jack-of-all-trades, Jack Coletto, and they're going to be playing him at fullback. Of course, at Oregon State, he played quarterback. He played uh, linebacker. There's been conversations about him playing tight end. But the 49ers have slated him at fullback right now, and I think he is the number two guy in the depth chart. I don't see him overseeing or overtaking Juice. Uh, I think Coletto is a definite practice squad uh, possibility. The problem is, uh, quarter or I mean, coaches out there really wanted Coletto, and a and a coach like Sean Payton might be willing to take Coletto and bring him in uh, to you know fill a role in his offense that he really wants that he had with Taysom Hill with the New Orleans Saints. So. Coletto could be in danger if the four years don't keep him on the active 53, but I don't know how they would actually do that with the amount of talent they have on their roster. I don't think you can actually keep a backup fullback. So that's going to be one of those interesting things to watch develop during the, during the training camp and preseason as well. How good Coletto looks could ultimately decide whether he ends up on the four years practice squad or getting claimed by somebody else and ending up on another team's practice or another team's, active roster like the Denver Broncos. So just to recap, Elijah uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey's one, no surprise. Elijah Mitchell's two. Jordan Mason, three. Ty Davis Price, four. Ronald Awat and Kalen Laburn, number five, A and B. And if you want to see my feelings on the Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason uh, camp, training camp battle, look up that video that just came out. Really good episode. Hope you guys I'll enjoy that, and I hope you enjoyed this. Just going over the 49ers depth chart, getting an idea of where everyone stands going into 49ers training camp. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to getting out there and watching these guys play. So thank you guys so much for watching. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. On the push for 4K, hit the notification bell to get notified anytime I go live or make a video. Plus, with training camp coming up, training camp content coming your way. Hope you guys all are having a good one. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.